With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is October 22nd. I'm here at a empty Mercedes-Benz Stadium where Atlanta United has defeated Nashville 2 to nothing on two fantastic goals from Pitti Martinez. It was interim manager Steven Glass's first win in his first game in charge. It snapped Atlanta United's three-game losing streak. It snapped their scoreless streak at 434 minutes and probably most importantly it gave the team a bit of confidence during this stretch that continues Wednesday at Miami. I am joined as I typically am after games by Jason Longshore of SoccerDownHere.net and 92.9 FM. We're trying to maintain a little bit of social distance so Jason may not come in as well uh, audibly as he typically does. I don't know I'm pretty excited so I might be a little (laughs) loud tonight. That was uh, fun to be back fun to, to see this team play a game that felt like an Atlanta United game. Was it 100% sharp? No. It, it was a team that looked like it hadn't played in a while. But it grew as the match went on, and you did what tonight called for. You got a clean sheet, which you have not seen all season, and you were very efficient in the final third. You didn't have a ton of shots, but you created dangerous opportunities, and Pitti Martinez was outstanding tonight in front of goal. Yeah, this was his first multi-goal game in MLS. He did have one in Champions League, but this was his first multi-goal game since joining the team from River Plate in Argentina ahead of the 2019 season. Each of the goals were showed different skill sets. Uh, the first goal, just an excellent first touch to, to control a long pass from Eric Rometty. What a ball from Rometty. That was a fantastic pass. And then he, he got away from uh, Eddie Baba, who was trying to chase him down. Then he saw Walker Zimmerman lumbering toward him, cut back behind him, then had the presence of mind to toe poke a shot between Joe Willis's legs in the 40th minute to break what really had been kind of a boring game to that point. Yeah, it was a disjointed game, I think, to that point. It was pretty physical at times. Nashville is a combative team in a different way than, like, the Red Bulls are, for example. Nashville doesn't press all over the field, although they do step up and put more pressure on you than I think they get credit for. But they just close the ball down really, really quickly. Gary Smith has focused on that side of the game to build up. It it plays to the team's strengths. And it keeps them in games. And it made life difficult for an Atlanta team that hadn't played since the Orlando tournament ended. Nashville had two games under their belt. 
So they were a little sharper early on. Atlanta just took some time. I mean, you saw the normal passes that we kind of see Atlanta United want to make. They weren't connecting early on. But this team stuck with it. They didn't go away from the game plan. They stuck with building out of the back. They stuck with playing through pressure. And that was the perfect decision from Eric Rometty at that time because it was unexpected. Atlanta had built everything up kind of slow through the back line. This time, Rometty just skips the lines and plays a perfect ball to 50 Martinez. And you're right. That first touch is what sets him up for everything. That puts him past Donnie Babu, who has no chance at that point. And Walker Zimmerman just gets cut back by Pitti, and then he slips it by Joe Willis. I mean, it's it's a beautiful goal that I thought was easily going to be the goal of the match, and then he one-ups it in the second half. If Walker Zimmerman never has to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium again, I think he'll be a happy camper. That's true. Because he's had just nightmare games here. Not that that goal was his fault, but anyway. So then Atlanta United doesn't have another shot on goal. Uh, doesn't even have a shot, I don't think, until we get into stoppage time at the end of the second half. The play starts with Mo Adams pressuring a Nashville player here, probably about the 35-yard line. The ball is loose. Pitti Martinez picks it up, turns, passes about 30 yards down the middle of the field to Eric Torres. Eric Torres is all by himself for a couple of seconds as Mo Adams and Pitti Martinez start motoring down the field full speed. Torres smartly sees Adams, who might have been offside. It was really, really close. Plays him deep into the penalty box. Adams looks up, sees Martinez as the trailing guy, passes it back. And Martinez, who you thought might pass it back to Torres, instead just puts his laces absolutely through the ball, and it probably singed Joe Willis's hair as it flew past. He's waving at it as it goes by because he has no opportunity to make the save. Uh, the ball that Pitti played into Kubo Torres, I think when you get a sharp Kubo Torres, he's going to take that in and create an opportunity for himself. But this one gets stuck up under his feet a little bit. But he shows the composure that you like to see out of your number nine. Holds it up when he doesn't have the opportunity for himself. Plays Mo Adams in. And Mo Adams, who's not normally in those opportunities, in those spots on the field, has great composure himself to lay it back. And, and it's one of those that Pitti Martinez is running onto that. He sees the opportunity in front of him, and he decides to just hammer this shot. And it looked like he almost started celebrating before it hit the back of the net. He knew when he hit that that it was perfect. It, it, it's a world-class goal. It's a world-class strike. And that's why Pitti Martinez came to Atlanta with the hype that he has had. When he has nights like this that you want to look at the stat sheet and he didn't create any chances tonight, he had a decent number of touches, but he looked like a player that you had to be terrified of if you were the opposition. He was creating fear in the opponent. And that's what we've seen from him at times, but maybe not to this degree. And he was a player that came into this match I think, with, with something to prove. I mean, he said it himself. When you have a managerial change, it's not all on the manager who's not here anymore. It, it's on the players as well. And he took that to heart, I think, in his performance tonight. And he put the team on his back a little bit in those moments where you weren't creating a ton of chances. It was going to be a game where you had to have moments of brilliance. He brought it. 
he has been pity has been very diplomatic, very mature in his comments uh, about DeBoer and Glass when asked to kind of contrast how he was used by Glass and how he was used by DeBoer. Tonight he said, I was comfortable both times. Oh, and we talked to him on Thursday. He was like, I've been comfortable. We just haven't been able to do, we weren't able to do what DeBoer wanted us to do. We could do it in training. We just couldn't do it in games. So, you know, to his credit, because he, he could have, you know, he could have poked at DeBoer a little bit if he wanted to. I think that the nastiest, if you can even call it nasty, since that seems to be a word in the media right now, um, he had to say was we didn't agree with his tactics. And I don't know of anybody that agreed with DeBoer's tactics uh, last year or this year. Um, so now let me turn to this. This is just Nashville, not one of MLS's better teams. It took two moments of absolute brilliance for Atlanta United to score. The rest of the time, it didn't create too many chances. Miami won tonight, beat Orlando in its rivalry game. It'll be its second game as home. Should Atlanta United fans be more worried about that game than you probably think they may be? Yeah, I think Miami's a, a talented team. I think Miami, in a lot of ways, is like Atlanta in that they don't really have the number nine that they want at the moment. Miami hasn't been able to hit on that home run signing. You know, they, They've chased some really big names as their forward. They've kept that number nine shirt open for a reason. They're trying to get a big fish with that shirt. They haven't been able to do it yet. Leon Carranza steps up tonight and has two goals. He's a young, promising player. They haven't been able to get those moments. Atlanta United has the number nine that they want. He's just injured for the rest of the season in Joseph Martinez. And I think they've got the number nine now that they want for the rest of the season in Kubo Torres. But he's got to get a little bit of time to blend into this. I thought it was really impressive to see Atlanta consistently looking for him when he came on. They want to get him going. They know how important that is. But this is going to be a process. This is going to take time. And you don't have a lot of time because this is a short season. These games mean a little bit more than they normally would. You've got to keep going with this. This is a good win against, I think, a good Nashville team. I think a very good defensive Nashville team. They haven't conceded in 295 minutes before Pitti opened the scoring tonight. Gary Smith went down and, and their front office went down a different direction than most expansion teams do. They invested in the back line, and it's showing. They're, they're good. They're not great going forward. That showed as well. They had 16 shots, but only five on target. Not a lot of great opportunities tonight. Miami has more danger attached to them. Rodolfo Pizarro is kind of that Pitti Martinez kind of player. He will drift out of games at times, but he can break your back with brilliant play, and he had a goal and an assist tonight. It's going to be a really interesting game between two teams that I think approach the game in a similar way. I think both clubs want to play. Both clubs want the ball. Both clubs want to control the match. But neither club this season has been able to do that in long stretches. I want to see who does it on Wednesday. The second most impressive thing tonight, uh, beside Pitti Martinez, to me was in the first half, the defense had some issues. It had some issues similar to Orlando. Uh, there was one particular moment when there was a Nashville guy just left unmarked in the penalty box. And he just – I don't know why he couldn't reach the pass that went right across his face, but he couldn't. 
But then Mesa went out, not to say this was Mesa's fault at all, but Miles Robinson came in, and the defense, with that one-goal lead, really looked a lot more composed and structured and, I think, aware than it ever looked uh, in Orlando. See, I don't know. I didn't really get that sense until pretty late in the match. I still feel like there's communication issues on the back line. And there were, I'm sorry, there was a moment early in the second half that there was a communication issue. Yes. Yeah, there, even kind of late, I, I was wondering who was going to step up and be that leader because I think Fernando Meza will be. He's still pretty young with this group in terms of just playing with them. And then you lose him, and Anton Walks was not an expected starter. And I thought he put in a really good performance. Uh, Miles Robinson's not a vocal player on the back line. George Bellow's a teenager. Franco Escobar is on the right side going forward a lot. So you needed somebody to step up. And it felt like Jeff Lorenowitz coming on when he did was to do some of that, to kind of organize things a little bit more. It's got to be better because there's still some moments that are just a little bit of a head-scratcher with this group defensively. But you get that clean sheet tonight in spite of it. And that can maybe spur you on. I think Brad came up big in some key mm-hmm. moments tonight. And you just need to be a little tighter defensively and not give up some of the opportunities that you did because a player like Pizarro can take advantage of those. All right. So this was just Atlanta United's fifth game in the past five-plus months. So as cute. odd as that is, it's good to see you again face-to-face, Jason. Yes. Um, so that's been fun. What do you have upcoming? Oh, lots of stuff. It's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a busy next few weeks. Uh, Soccer Down Here is back on Monday. You can listen on SoccerDownHere.net. You can listen to our app, which you can download on Android or iOS. You can also watch on Twitch.tv slash Soccer Down Here. Uh, we've got the run-up with our good friend Kelly Francis hosting that on Tuesday night to preview Atlanta-Miami. And then Atlanta and Miami on 92.9 The Game with our pregame starting at 7.30 and we'll have the full-time report for an hour after the match. Lots to talk about this week. And how do they find you on Twitter? At Longshoe. I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'd love to hear your favorite song from a Nashville artist. We got to play some of those tonight in our full-time report. And it had been a while. Huh. All right. Well, I've already posted the game story. It's been updated with quotes and context. I'm about to post soon a story on Pitti Martinez' performance tonight. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to have something on the weird experience of being in an empty Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, and how odd that kind of felt tonight. Um, and then we'll continue the coverage with stories every day for the next probably till the end of the season because they're going to be playing two to three games a week from now until eternity. Again, Atlanta United, two to nothing winners against Nashville, both goals by Pitti Martinez. Steven Glass's first win as interim manager of the five stripes. Pitti Martinez, first multi-goal game in MLS. Atlanta United snaps its three-game losing streak, four-game losing streak across all competitions, and snaps its scoreless streak at 343 minutes. As Stephen Glass said in his final comments tonight, maybe people will talk about something other than Atlanta United can't score. All right, Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Y'all be safe. Have a good night. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. 
And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.